the only time you would see chubbier people was when the local dramas needed a clown character in the plot or this kind of weight loss advertisement that before picture. Welcome back to Berlin Midnight Meows. I'm Sponge Shake. I am the so-called host of this show. It's mostly me talking because there's no guests so far. If you're interested in being the first guest, just write me. Maybe we can organize something together. Recently, I've been binging this Korean dance show called Street Woman Fighter. Season 1 was aired two years ago. Now they finally launched the season 2. I mean, it's not something niche anyways. I think many people know it. In case you don't know, I really recommend this show. It really show a different side of East Asian women. Of course, nowadays, there's way more representation of Asians in, you know, like Hollywood movies or like TV drama, music videos and fashion magazines, things like this. But I still feel like it's pretty limited. Most of the time, it still feels like just to make sure this is there, this is available. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to go too deep into it. It's like the Asian restaurants here. You always find sushi on their menu because it's just kind of important to make sure sushi is on the menu of an Asian restaurant. I don't think they care so much about how authentic the sushi is. The variety of fish is very limited as well. Also, the amount of ginger they throw in. I never understand why. Like, sometimes the ginger size is bigger than the sushi. It's like a huge mountain sitting next to the sushi. But I guess the ginger is like, you need to put it there, right? For people who only had sushi here in Germany, they might think that this is like a mandatory thing. Of course, it's never enough, right? Representation, because the people that got selected to be the representation, usually they were born in like North America or Europe. They are just not like local, local Asian. For local Asian women, there's still this very strong stereotype of are they like this quiet, shy, gentle it's not totally wrong. I also don't think it's a problem to be like this, but it's always hard to be a outspoken, powerful woman. So it's just nice to have this diversity of characters and like femininity. <coughs> the topic I want to talk about today, I feel like it has never really left my life. Sometimes it's not just me, but also people around me. We talk a lot about this or just on social media that just reminds you all the time. I don't know how you feel about yourself. Like when you look at the mirror, I still know a lot of people that are not so happy or like normally they are okay. But when they buy new clothes, that body insecurity would just kick in. I feel kind of okay with how I look. I would give it like an 8 out of 10, actually, like speaking of the satisfaction level. There are some flaws, but overall, it's a pretty comfortable state for me. It used to be a very difficult topic when I was a teenager. Well, I guess same for everyone. At some point, you would have this question in your head like, 
on a scale of 0 to 10 how good looking I am. I can describe a little bit how do I look in real life. I enjoy dressing up a lot. You can see already first impression this is a person who likes to dress up or like spend time on her look. I do makeup. I know most of the steps I need to make myself look good. I also had an online vintage shop a long time ago. It's not there anymore, but yeah, it was a real website. At my work, people usually dress pretty casually. I also think that's cool because people are not under this pressure to really gear up when they go to work. In Hong Kong, I think there's like an expectation. You can't really look too comfortable. You have to at least wear some, just something decent, presentable. But at the same time, you can't wear something better than your boss. I don't think there's any rules or expectations like this at my work. So many people go there like they are at home, very cozy, like t-shirts, easy pants. I'm not the only one who dress up, just not the majority of the people. I'm usually the one who looks very overdressed. I had a lot of fights with my parents when I wanted to dress up, but also when I wanted to dress down. Growing up, I was always in a very uncomfortable state, very much the opposite of how I feel now. Everything I did was kind of wrong. My mom, she liked to observe people, but she's not the only one like this. She's like an archetype in my culture. When we had dinner together, she would always be checking my face. Like, why do you have one more mole on your face again? Or like, oh, yo, look at your skin. So many pimples. Just a lot of comments. Um, and it's not just me. Because when my friends came visit me, she would also be this kind of nice auntie in front of you. But right after you leave, she would just start gossiping about every tiny single thing. Like, oh, your friend was way more feminine than you. She doesn't hold back. It's like cum shot on your face. Also a lot of cum. It's like this man hasn't fab in three months. I don't know if you have this experience. Normally, you already see this man is about to come. I would say like, hey, hold on a second. I'm going to get tissue for you. Some people can hold it. Some people just can't. Like if you can't hold it, you could also have a little bit manner, right? Just don't shoot everywhere, spray everywhere. In reality, I don't think it's that erotic to really have cum on your face. Because it fucking burns your eyes, trust me. So make sure to do all the safety precaution. The funny thing is, my mom herself doesn't like to spend money on her appearance because she kind of feels ashamed about it. It's like a working class thing. But I would also add that communist background of my parents. That's not something you are praised for. In the very communist China, really like 60s, 70s, everything was about pragmatism. Trying to look good is a capitalistic thing. Because what do you get from looking good? Maybe by body shaming someone, you can sell more skincare products to them. There was an incentive for businesses. I have this story from my partner that is pretty bizarre. So it's about his Chinese grandma. She was a gynecologist. Some years ago, unfortunately, she got breast cancer. It was still early stage, so they suggested to just remove a tiny, tiny part. But grandma was like, why don't you cut everything? I've already given birth, like what do I need the boobs for? There's no baby I need to breastfeed anymore. Just cut the whole boob, but also both of them. 
it's like getting rid of a burden because you know they're kind of heavy right you have to carry that shit around and it's just for decoration so it's like a good opportunity to get rid of them my grandma was more or less the same my mom always said she was so hostile to her whenever she dressed up she wore high heels for example my grandma would be like how do you brush the toilet when you wear these shoes but it has nothing to do with brushing the toilet my grandma always said my mom was doing this kind of useless stuff not being practical not down to earth interestingly as my mom aged she also became more and more like my grandma i spent a lot of time in mainland china growing up the culture was very different there is a border between hong kong and mainland china we need a passport thingy to go there and my dad was more or less the same he was always like what do you gain from having good looking shoes it's consumerism blah blah can you eat the shoes when you're hungry if you can't why don't you get some bread or some rice instead it's like we were still in world war 2 or like starving every day In Berlin there are lots of people they would try to educate me on how bad capitalism is communism could be the solution and I come from this ex british colony where everything was very capitalist if people are kind of left economically when they see I'm like using an iphone that's somehow like a sign of me being very consumeristic but honestly I'm always like do I really need you guys to tell me how great communism is I think my parents would know better than you. My grandparents they are like OG OG communists. In their whole life they've never invested in anything. They basically find business a very evil idea. What annoys me a lot is here there are people that live in this society being completely privileged and they're talking about so many things they are not actually practicing. I know people that are obviously just too stingy to tip the waiters at the restaurant, but they would talk so much about ah, I don't believe in this, blah blah blah, and then you see them spending money on other things that are like just even worse. Some people being like just care for the climate change, and then they have a car, they travel like ten times per year, and like trying to talk so much shit. Just shut up, people. Just shut the fuck up. for people that like to talk about politics without having the personal touch that's just annoying this kind of totally off opinion sharing completely theoretical like they are doing a recap of a book they read recently so good for you that you can be so distanced and share some opinions that in your eyes they are very neutral okay enough with my complaint <laughs> at least for this round uh yeah so my dad were always like this as if he's like standing on the high ground being very philosophical but deep down he just didn't want to pay for the more practical things he also didn't look like he was happy to spend my teeth are not the most orderly in the world definitely So my mom was always asking my dad, "Wait, that's your jeans. They have so shitty teeth. Shouldn't you pay for the braces for them?" He would just casually say that, "Why you care about the teeth when she actually need a plastic surgery? There are so many problems on her face. You can't fix everything with the braces." In the end, they would come to this conclusion of, "You look shit. Accept it." Normally when I share this story at a party, everyone would just be like, "Silence." 
when people say they like dark humor, they didn't expect something like this. I actually find the principle behind what they said pretty similar to body positivity because it's more about the acceptance of your body, of your look, of your flaws. Not so much about like the actual shape of something or like aesthetic. I myself have gone through many stages. Now I would really say that I'm okay. It's not like I would look at the marks on my body and super over the top be like, my marks are beautiful and I love them. I'm so happy to have them on my body. No, it's part of my body and that's it. If you give me a button and I could just press it, change it to another form or another look, I would probably do it. For those who are working, when you prepare some kind of proposal or analysis, you always have this section, right, called limitations. That means things you can do nothing about. I kind of just accept them as how they are. And that's how I feel about them. To my preference, I would love to have slightly longer lower legs. The thighs, maybe they can stay the same. <laughs> it sounds like I'm just cheating for more height, right? That's also something I would love to have. If I could be taller, that would be nice. Also, bigger shoe size. I have a shoe size of 35 to 36 here, which makes it very difficult to buy shoes. I have extra insoles for every pair of shoes because I could never find something that looked good and perfectly have my size. I have a big head. The perfect combination would be that either my head could be smaller or my shoulders could be wider. Then the proportions would look right. Also a very wide face making it very hard to buy glasses. I mean, I have the need. I'm short-sighted. It's not like I just want a pair of fashion glasses. No, I don't buy it for fun. It's ridiculous. 90% of the glasses would not be wide enough that for me, I can wear them, but the arms of the glasses would just be pressing my temples a little bit. That actually leaves a permanent mark. Not to mention, it's not like I walk into a glasses shop and be like, just give me any pair of glasses that fits the size of my face. I put this on my face every day. I still want it to look good. They're bothering me a little bit, but they are not bothering enough that I would invest money and time in getting some plastic surgery. Not to mention some of them, for example, the leg proportion. It's impossible. Come on. I attended the most local public schools. So I was always in a collective uh, environment surrounded by a lot of people in school. Everyone compares. When we had sports class, especially the very first lesson of the year, the school would want to measure how much we grew. I mean, the idea was pretty simple. I really believe there are not so much thoughts behind it. But can you imagine lining up Getting measured one after one. The person before you and after you, they will both see your weight. For the heavier girls especially, people would also tease you a little bit. They were called hippo all the time. There was not so much awareness. Like you, you wouldn't expect some 10-year-old kid. I, not now. I, I don't know now. Maybe nowadays, you know, internet. Like all these TikTokers also talking about body positivity and all these body positivity challenges. But 10 years old kid in the early year 2000, who the fuck knows about body positivity? 
They will just laugh at you. Oh, you're so heavy. You're 70. You're the heaviest person in our class. The thinner girls would also get a lot of attention. People would be like, oh, you're just a 42. I'm so jealous. I don't think anyone meant anything very bad. Kids, very simple. When they see something, they say it. <coughs> Hong Kong beauty standards. Very different from here. Much, much harsher. When we say someone is chubby, in general, no matter how tall you are, if you're above 60 kilogram as a woman, people would call you chubby. Not gonna lie, before I came here, I also found this crazy much. What's skinny? Skinny is under 50. 40 something would be seen as skinny. Uh, 50 something, yeah, it depends. If people are nice, they call you middle size. If they are more blunt, they would also call you chubby if you're like 58, 59. We had to wear school uniforms. There's no chance to style things up. It's not like, oh, I can add a belt on my school dress. Like This thing doesn't work because everything comes in a set. Everyone is wearing the same piece of clothing. There is only X, S, S, M, L, that's all. L is not that L. Just looking back, L is probably max M here. There were lots of rules as well. My school didn't allow us to get our hair dyed, no perming. You have to keep your fringe very short. It shouldn't touch your eyebrows. What else? Even the rubber band you use to tie your hair, it has to be black, dark blue, or dark brown. You will be compared by others, but also by yourself. Everyone wears the same clothes, so very homogenous. If you're a little bit different from the average-sized girls, you're like a distorted picture. If you're overly skinny in such environment, there is also a bottom line. If you hit there, the girls would also feel very insecure. I had a friend who suffered a lot, not from anorexia. She had other health issues that she just couldn't really gain weight. So she was 166 centimeter tall constantly under 40 kilograms. She was in this dilemma that she didn't want to be 60 kilograms, but she also found herself too skinny that she's not in the beautiful range. When the belt feels a little bit tighter, your first thought wouldn't be, oh, no problem. Then that means I grew. I just get a bigger size. You would be like, oh shit, I need to eat less tonight. Probably only two pieces of meat. Funny that back then, not eating meat was more for losing weight. It had nothing to do with being vegan or being healthy or helping the environment. I just went to get an apple and it also reminds me that back then eating apples was also a way to lose weight. And now I'm eating apples for my hemorrhoids. Uh, I have to really make sure that I at least have one apple per day. Otherwise... My shit is going to be really hard and yeah, it hurts. Uh, yeah, so my close friends back then, um, I don't know why. I only hung out with skinny girls most of the time. All of them were like 168, 166 centimeters tall and all under 50 kilogram. We had the morning assemblies sometimes before class. Um, after we finish, uh, we would, you know, just queue up and go upstairs. And I remember looking at the girls in front of me, like really checking on the width of their back, their waist, their legs, and then thinking, this girl is so skinny. 
I don't need to be so skinny, but I wish I could just be a little bit closer to her, or just be the average. As I was more on the chubby side, I was like fifty-three kilogram and one sixty centimeter tall. This is not my perception, okay? I didn't put this on myself. Wait, I think I have to put the apple away. It's a, it's a little bit too much. I was like, you know, oh, it's, it's time. It's almost the end of the day, and I haven't had my apple for today. So I was like, I, I need to eat it, and then I just forgot that I was actually recording. But I'm, I'm going to put that away. So yeah. <laughs> It was more like my mom when I wear some T-shirts we bought some maybe one two years ago. She would always say like, "Oh, look at your belly! It's coming out. Ah,、oh, your waist is as thick as mine. You're twenty years younger than me. How can it be possible?" Sometimes she has nothing to do at home and just like suddenly have this idea to bully me a little bit. Oh, so bored. Let's measure our waistline together. And then she she drag in my dad, my brother. Then she would say something like, "Oh my God, your waist is bigger than your dad's." I sometimes even feel like she feels a little bit good because she always finds herself very chubby as well. The people around her also um not really shame her. Like shaming is such a Yeah, I have to say, body shaming is a very Western word. In the Chinese-speaking culture, that's not called shaming; it's called caring. When they say you're a fat, chubby piece of shit, they don't mean to shame you; they mean to care for you, giving you an alarming sign. You gaining weight too fast. You should do some sports. I'm really worried about you and your health. This whole teenage time was hell. When she's in the mood, she would be dragging me to do sports because of this. I jog a lot as a teenager. I weirdly won a lot of track and field medals. I didn't even try hard. Uh, thanks to my mom. <laughs> That was an environment of several things. First, a lot of peer pressure at school, and then coming back, you have a lot of pressure also from your parents. Lastly, that was still the TV time that people don't watch Netflix on the local channels. I'm really telling you, there were no fat people. I definitely see fewer chubby people on the TV than in real life in Germany too. But then, still, like you have more regular-sized people. While Hong Kong TV channels were full of this kind of unrealistically skinny people. The only time you would see chubbier people was when the local dramas needed a clown character in the plot, or this kind of weight loss advertisement, the before picture. That's the time they would need to bring up this representation. A lot of times, the before picture was also not that really chubby. Like I'm sure that person could still wear easy like a size M in Germany. Uh, <laughs> there's also this yearly beauty pageant in Hong Kong called Miss Hong Kong. They will have a lot of candidates. They wear bikini to just basically show their bodies and all their numbers, like their waist, chest, everything. It's hard to imagine this thing still exists now that we talk so much about, like objectifying women body, all these things. 
my mom would also compare me to those people on TV. Not saying like I need to be as pretty as them. Because come on, let's be honest. She knows what genes she gave me. She knows what genes my dad gave me. So that's impossible. But more using them as pressure for me. Look at this girl. She's ten years older than you, but her waist is five inches less than you. She's only twenty-four inches. Look at you. Sometimes the candidates would also answer questions from the MC, like, "Could you share some tips with us? How you maintain such a nice body?" The girl would act very shy and be like, ah, "Thank you so much for the compliment. I have nothing special to share. The only tip I have is to do one hundred sit-up every day." It always happened at the dinner time that. I was literally just chewing some pork belly in my mouth. Then my mom would tell me, "Hey, this is your last pork belly for today." Back then, everyone on TV is skinny. What you see is just them looking skinny, walking around skinny. Why am I so unlucky? Why are all these people effortlessly skinny on TV, and I have to do so much? And this one tiny pork belly would make me gain some kilogram. I mean, just joking, but yeah, that was the question I was always asking myself. Of course, now I know what these actors do behind the scene. I'm a K-pop junkie, by the way. How crazy unrealistic standards people have for K-pop idols. They always worshiping tall, skinny, and this kind of hourglass shaped body. You have to be more than one seventy tall, and then still under fifty kilogram. Looking back, I'm at least feeling lucky that in the end we're all human. I just feel fairer now that I know. Ah, okay, these people have to do all these things to maintain this weight. I sometimes see these East Asian content creators. I love how they truly don't give a shit to body positivity. They're like, I'm gonna share tips about how to lose 10 kilogram in one month, and then they're posting all these before and after pictures that before look like regular healthy human body. I love reading comments as well. It's always like people being very impressed by the tips they share, and they thank them so much for sharing this. <coughs> Apart from just sitting there and be frustrated about my weight. I did try different things to look better in middle school. People would wear a cap and like tilt it a little bit to the side. That cap would cover a little bit their face. I was like, "Cool, that's perfect for me," because then I don't have to show my whole big face. My mom always said that, "Ah,、oh, your face is like a big pizza." That's not invented by her. It's also like a common way of insulting people in Hong Kong, like pizza face, moon face, to describe girls with round and bigger face. So I was like, "Ha!、Huh, this cap would be perfect. My face would look smaller. Also, that that fits the vibe I wanted." I don't know if there's any Naruto fans. When I think of this cap covering some of your face theory, I think of Sasuke. If you don't know him, then forget about it. It's whatever. Even for weeps, it's not a trending anime anymore. It's just like this emo vibe. I can do that.、Uh, I want to wear blue <laughs> like that because blue means the water, the rain, the sea. It's a little bit sad. That makes me cool, you know. So I got this cap and I try wearing it, and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" Because it looks so shit on me. 
As a teenager, I didn't know the magic of proportion. It's nothing about the actual surface area. It's a matter of having the right proportion to trick your eyes and your brain. I slowly realized that all these styling tricks, they only look good on people that already look good without them. Actually, it's more like the opposite. All these emo shit, you need to look very good to carry all these shit. I didn't know all these items were not supposed to give you a plus, but give you a minus. Some people can still take that minus. I, I couldn't. I was already so minus. Like back then, I also cut my hair very short. That's also a thing. When you have no confidence in your look, many people, including me, would choose to quit the competition. That I'm taking another path, an alternative path that is different from yours. You guys go for pretty, then I go for emo or I go for nerdy. I don't know. Like I just go for something else. I had this very short hair. Actually, not very short, like regular short, but it was cut by my mom. My mom is funny. Like she criticized so much about my look, but she was trying to give me the shittiest haircut. I mean, it's like a helmet, very thick with my rectangular plastic glasses. I was just fitting perfectly the nerd image. Between 2005 to 2010, there were lots of Asian kids that looked like this. But I thought I'm so special because I'm not like the long hair girl. I only wear pants. Uh, <laughs> I think this is similar to many men. Oftentimes when people talk about your look, at least like just speaking of my culture back then, they would be like, that's a woman topic. Who cares? Now, the culture is a little bit different that I see more and more men talk about their styling struggles or like their strategies, including men that do makeup, not just K-pop idols. I, I, I'm actually very happy about this. When I was a kid, it was not the case. My dad was a perfect example. He was always like this. Why should I wear something nice? I look shit anyways. My selling point is not my look. Men shouldn't spend too much time on their looks. They should spend more time on their intelligence, on gaining more knowledge, reading more books, making more money. Yes, for these men, not trying means no failure could happen to you. But not like you're trying and then people will mock you. It doesn't look like anything work on you. That's probably many men's strategies. But the thing is, I really don't think they don't care about their appearance, as they say. If you go online, you see a bunch of men still saying things like, if I were handsome, I would have gotten this job. I would be rich. I wouldn't have been me too by the girl. The girl would be so happy when I touched her. That shows they actually find appearance very important. Many men think pretty girls, especially the influencers, they must be some sugar babies. You can tell their mindset when they see good looking stuff. They immediately link this to money or like to some other thing that has value. I don't believe when people say this kind of things. I don't have to look good. And on the other hand, being bitter about other good looking guys, experience and achievements, everyone more or less cares about your look. It's just like probably different attitude and different perspectives. I personally don't think one needs to find themselves beautiful to love themselves. 
Body positivity is great. It helps a lot of people, especially when they have very, very low self-esteem. The most effective way to help them gain confidence is to tell them, "Look, you're also beautiful. You just don't know it yourself." But at the same time, it's not very sustainable because everyone has their own aesthetics. It's hard to force this. Whatever you see, you have to say that's beautiful. I also think while saying this, we are more or less also killing people's unique taste of different things. In the end, nothing is absolutely beautiful or absolutely ugly. The basic etiquette we should expect is: if you don't find something look good, just keep it to yourself. You don't have to leave a comment under that post and tell them. Hey, just kill yourself because you're so ugly. That's more like an online communication etiquette. For most of us, most of the time is about doing something that will give you a plus. Now I know exactly what kind of combinations, what kind of colors, what kind of cuts would make myself love the outfits I'm wearing and me who is in that outfit. I'm actually quite okay with not having a perfect body. Because having something to do with your body, with your look, is also an enjoyment. I don't think we should be ashamed of spending time on improving our looks or even money, anything. If you think you will be much happier getting a plastic surgery, do it. The thing is more about understanding the cause of your frustration better. Is it really just because your lips are not thick enough that makes you unhappy, or is it because you are constantly getting pressure on maybe Instagram or just social media that thin lips are ugly? The ideal state of self-understanding is really to be comfortable with the imperfection, discover what actually makes you happy. But not what you think would make yourself happy. The bony girl trend is coming back with the Y two K trend. So let's see where it heads. I do hope that body positivity is not just like a short trend. I think it's great. But again, yeah, okay, I don't agree with my mom. But at the same time, I know many people. They have adopted this narrative. They always have this pressure of. I need to be positive. I have to show everyone that I truly find myself very beautiful. Yeah, why always so performative? I just don't understand. Like, just say it when you find yourself good looking, and also say it when you like. Actually, today I'm a little down. I find myself looking a little bit shit. Maybe tomorrow I'm fine again. We don't need to develop an inner cult. Let's just accept what we feel. That's all for the so-called serious part. Yeah, I don't know if I have successfully made the points because I said a lot of random messy shit. But anyways, that's it. Today I do have a life hack to share. Something related to styling. Just gonna say this one line. Color tone is more important than color itself. Many people are more obsessed with the colors. I like green. I like blue. Most of the time, the way they are hung there is very different from how it would look on your body because color is a matter of contrasts. 
that's why when it's put on you, the overall visual changed because of your skin tone. The same red could have very different effects on different people depending on their color tones. Because red is not a single color, there are warmer red colors. There are also colder red colors. Capturing this is way more important than choosing red or pink. One thing you could do to test is when you try that on, does it make you look tired? That's a bad sign. That means the color is probably not really fitting your tone. In my personal experience, usually when the tone is not fitting, your skin would look a little bit grayish. You have to figure the temperature out. Just try different colors on and find that tone out. Normally, over time, you know exactly what color or like what direction. The same for makeup when you choose your foundation. I don't know if this is true. Like, for example, I can see my blood vessel looking both more greenish and bluish. That means I'm kind of neutral. If you can only see something more greenish, then you're more warm. If it's all bluish, then you are definitely more like colder tone. In South Korea, in Seoul, a lot of salons are doing this for you. If you buy clothes regularly, you don't need someone to place all the colors on you. So yeah, do it yourself, try more, and your brain remembers all the learnings. Oh god. Yes, that's all of this episode. Uh, as usual, I don't know why I have this obsession. As a night owl, I just like this concept that people listen to my voice in the evening when it's dark outside. I just like that. But yeah, that's all. Long, long shit again. See you next time. Bye for now.